Hi, this is Phil Ehart, drummer for the band Kansas, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. The Iron City Rocks podcast is a podcast devoted to promoting Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music scene. Episode 96, Eric had the opportunity to talk to the original and current drummer of the band, Kansas. Kansas will be in Greensburg on March 4th to play the Palace Theater, an incredibly awesome place to see a show, and they're going to be doing an incredible show out there for certain. So before we get into the interview, we're going to give you a little taste of some classic Kansas and then get into Eric's interview with Phil. On the Iron City Rocks podcast, we have Phil Ehart, the drummer from the band Kansas. How you doing today, Phil? Hey, I'm doing all right. How you doing? Great. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Sure. Um, understand you're you're uh, in the midst of a, of a tour and going to be coming to uh, out to Greensburg actually on March 4th. So uh, looking yeah. forward to having you in town. Uh, yes. So um, let's just dive right in here. Uh, let's talk about your career a little bit. What got you uh, started into into music and into drumming? Well, I was kind of just born with it, you know. It was something that I uh, was very fortunate that um, I just, by about second or third grade, I attacked the drums and uh, have been doing that ever since. So just I'm a self-taught drummer, and, and uh, um, that's kind of what uh, I've always wanted to do, and I've been fortunate enough for the last uh, 30-some years of my life to be able to do that. Now uh, I've heard it's it's been said that you have sort of a style all your own. You know, it's sort of sort of tasteful, but also very powerful. And uh, you know, do you do you attribute that style to the fact that you are self-taught that you were able to arrive at something like that? Well, I'm I'm very flattered that anybody would think I have any sort of style, but you know, it, it's <laughs> it, it's something that uh, yeah, probably so. Probably you know, my dad was in the service, so I uh, lived in places like the Philippines and Japan and way out in the middle of nowhere in Montana and stuff like that when I was growing up. So, so yeah, probably just, you know, learning things incorrectly or maybe in a way that they're not normally taught, maybe warp my brain enough to, to, uh, I approach things maybe a little differently. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what got you all plugged into to Kansas? I know, I knew you and, uh, you, I believe, approached Terry Ogren about uh, joining the band that he was in. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it was, uh, my dad finally retired in Kansas is where he retired, and, and it was the kind of thing that, uh, you know, I had one band on one side of town, and Carrie had a band on the other side of town, and we talked about uh, putting the two bands together, and that lasted for a little bit, and then that kind of fell apart, 
and uh, he continued uh, with that band. But uh, Dave and I, the original bass player, um, then put another band together with Rich, our guitar player, and Steve singing, and and uh, and Robbie playing violin, and uh, which was the original foundation for the the uh, you might say the popular band Kansas. Mm-hmm. And then we reapproached Kerry to come over and join us, and when he did, we became the original six. So yes, that's how it happened. Okay, that's that's good. Did you think Kansas arrived at uh, the band's unique sound and the odd time signatures and everything like that? Well, um, you know, we we had just as many songs that were just straight ahead rock songs with very straight time signatures. So, you know, um, the odd time signature songs is is just a kind of one spoke in the wheel, really, of uh, all kinds of different music that we've recorded over the years. Um, but it was something that, you know, uh, Carrie uh, wrote a lot of that, and, and Steve uh, wrote a lot of it, too. So it was something that they were writing those kind of songs, and that was the kind of stuff that we kind of fell right in our wheelhouse at the time. And and um, luckily there were other bands that were very popular not a lot, but there were some bands, you know, using uh, that little bit more complicated musical approach, and and it worked well for us. So we kind of stuck with it. And uh, but you know, on those early albums, uh, and even to Left Overture and into Point of No Return, there there are a lot of songs that uh, are very, you know, I won't say normal sounding. We're not, we've never been a normal band, but they're they're not complicated or have a lot of time signatures. That's uh, and there's there's a lot of different uh, facets to the band Kansas. Mm-hmm. As far as like the uh, you know there's there's definitely interesting song titles like you know Belexes and uh, something about somebody finding the perfect mat and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. How do you arrive at stuff like that? Oh, a lot of that was Carrie's Carrie's uh-huh. writing. You know, mm-hmm. Carrie uh, uh, came up with a, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely very creative and. Uh, you know, lots of lots of good messages in the music, and uh, yeah. you know, but but references to things that uh, you're not always sure what it is, but you know, you want to know well, more I'm, about. I'm sure I'm sh- I'm sure Carrie would appreciate the fact that of all the tremendous lyrics that he wrote over the years, that you did remember the perfect gnat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember how the, you know. I, no, I, I no, believe me, he would he would think that's very funny. He would get a good laugh <laughs> out of it. You know, Carrie, he couldn't think of any other of your lyrics, but he did remember something about the perfect gnat. Yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> Carrie. Carrie would get a charge out of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How how is Carrie doing now? I know he he was. I believe he had a stroke a few years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's doing. Uh, we just saw him recently. We played up in uh, uh, at uh, Kansas State University. We played up there with their symphony and. Kerry joined us uh, at that show and actually conducted the orchestra during uh, Dust in the Wind. So wow. he was a guest conductor during that, and he, he's doing fine. He's doing mm-hmm. fine. He uh, still has a you know a couple of very 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 slight limitations, but overall he's uh, he's done very well. And if you didn't know he'd had a stroke, you you wouldn't know it. He, he's he's doing very well. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah. And uh, that was sort of I mean he did like a one-off performance with you, right, for, for the for the recording of the uh, No Place Like Home DVD? Yeah, he did, yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you, um, you know, as far as the rest of the tour, I mean, I know he's not on the current tour, but does he, um, 
ever plan on uh, you know doing other tours with the band? Has that ever been discussed, or has, has no. he sort of set that aside? No, Carrie, Carrie retired from this band 28 years ago, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know we've stayed in touch, and we've done recordings together, and we've done a few you know spot gigs here and there, but no, there's never in, any intention of uh, of him you know touring with the band on a steady steady basis. Mm-hmm. Now, um, as, how long has the current lineup been together as a, as a unit? I know you, I know you and Richard Williams have been, you know, in the band since the since its uh, founding. Yeah. Yeah. The current lineup. I mean, obviously, we have Steve Walsh, who's our original lead vocalist, and and Billy Greer. He's been playing bass with us for I think twenty six years now. Mm-hmm. And David Ragsdale's been in an, in and out of the band over the last sixteen years. He's logged in some time and then he left for a while and he came back and he's logged in another four or five years. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it, the four of us have been doing this for at least, you know, 25 years nonstop. And then David, our violinist has been in and out at different times. So pretty much, pretty much the same lineup over the last, uh, two to three decades. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. Now what type of, um, are there any like uh, you know new? I know there's a, the tour going on now to support the uh, the DVD that came out, the Symphonic DVD. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, new albums or pro- other other projects in the or side projects going on? No, no, not really. I mean, right now we're we're still concentrating on uh, on you know doing these symphonic shows. They they work really well uh, for the music, and uh, it's been great playing with the universities and. And uh, having them play with us, and it's just been great having them there on stage. And it's something that we kind of just tested the waters last September, and just did uh, six or seven shows just to see if it would work. And it was such a such a success that we've got about for the fall this year. We've got about uh, about 13 or 14 of them booked, and we're already booking them into 2012. So we have seemed to found a niche that is working well for us. And uh, it's just a lot of fun, and and uh, it's it's been great. So yeah, that's kind of what we're concentrating on. Mm-hmm. How does the, you know, um, obviously there's many many more musicians represented with these symphonic type shows, um, you know, and, and obviously you definitely seem like you enjoy it. You know, is is I'm assuming it's just a you know completely different type of experience uh, versus just mm-hmm. a conventional show. Yeah, I mean, you know. A, a normal show that there's five of us on stage and with a symphony show there's 65 of us on stage so <laughs> so yeah it takes a it takes a, a big leap and it's something that uh is challenging but it's at the same time it's it's so different and, and very cool to do any uh any musician i think that has either played in a symphony or with a symphony will tell you that it's uh unlike anything you've ever done uh sound wise and it's uh and we've, you know, the, the good news is, is that Kansas, Kansas's music uh, uh, works so well symphonically I'm that sure. it allows us to play more than just one or two songs. We can play our entire show uh, with the symphony from the moment we come on till 90 minutes later when we walk off. And it's, you know, we're very fortunate that our our music lends itself to that so well. And um, so, yeah, it, it's 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 great. Very, very exciting. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you don't have the same symphony with you on every show, right? No, we go from university to we use, you know, each each show is with a different uh, orchestra. Mm-hmm. 
how how long does it take to practice all that? I guess I guess they have access to what you're going to play ahead of time, and they can practice it, and then you all kind of come yeah. together. Yeah, we, we yes, we uh, send them the charts um, about a month ahead of time. So you know they rehearse it as an orchestra, and then on the day of the show they rehearse with our conductor, and then at the end of that rehearsal for about 30 minutes or so we come out and play with them, so they get the feel of playing with the band and everything. So right, some of them so, yeah. never have done it before. Yeah. So by the time they, by the time showtime rolls around, they've they've been working on it in all, in all facets. So yeah, it works very well. Yeah, and you have uh, obviously you know you five are very talented musicians, and the symphony is too. And yeah, we've got it down. You know, if we don't have it down by now, we're never going to get it. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we we kind of have, uh, you know, we we've got our parts worked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I was poking around on your website a little bit, and I I see mention of this uh, thing called Two Nineteen that uh, raises money for uh, for some children's charities. Uh, can you talk uh-huh. about that a little bit? Yeah, that's uh, kind of the uh, an idea of our our web person, uh, Christine Boyd, who runs our website and designs our website. And uh, she, uh, we, a number of years ago, we found a a whole bunch of memorabilia um, uh, that uh, had been kept by a particular person in the business, and that was working with us over the years. And and they sent it to us and said, you know, got all this stuff and just don't want it anymore. And it was just tons and tons of you know, albums and 45s and T-shirts and just, you know, all kinds of stuff that we didn't want. But we thought, well, maybe there's fans out there that would want a, uh, you know, a, a Japanese left overture or a, or a German Dust in the Wind single or something, you know, just all these things from all over the world. And uh, so we, you know, we thought, well, we're not going to keep the money. Let's let's give it to some char- charities out there. So it's just an auction that our fans go on, and and they can bid on that stuff. And some of it brings a lot of money, and some of it brings, you know, less than a lot of money. So it's, uh, but the charities appreciate it, and it allows us to get that stuff to people that, you know, really want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also see too that uh, Don Kirshner, I believe, is your, he was your uh, producer, right? Uh, passed away recently. Yeah, well, he was our uh, record company. He was head of our record company. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, we had seen him a few years ago down in Florida. He came to one of our shows, and then next thing we'd heard, a few years later, he'd passed away. So mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. He was a good guy, really good guy, and really discovered us and gave us every opportunity and. And uh, never bugged us, never told us what to do. He was strictly a, a guy that signed us for whatever reason. We could never figure out why he signed us, but he saw something in us that nobody else did, and he hung in there with us till it till it paid off. And uh, he he's always uh, we you know I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it wasn't for Don Kirshner. So mm-hmm. and and just a really good guy, just just a good guy. I mean he'd come in and and uh, hang with us and. You know, he was just always a nice, nice man. Mm-hmm. Right, and I guess his his label because I mean, you're on Kansas is on Columbia now, right? But it was, or was that how? Yeah, how? yeah. He sold his label into Epic, which Epic then folded into Columbia. Yeah. So, uh, and we've been on. You know, we're I guess actually on Legacy now. We've moved into the Legacy area, so I guess <laughs> we're legends. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. That's that's where we ended up. We're still in the. All those records of his are still in the Sony Sony family. I see. 
I noticed too uh, some of the uh, uh, gear that uh, that the band uses. Uh, you know, you know the obvious gear. You know, you you endorse you know various cymbals and drums and and so on. But one thing I thought was rather unusual is uh, is that you uh, endorse uh, Reebok shoes. Are there special shoes drummers wear, or is there just a certain type of shoe that uh, you prefer, or uh, some other type no, of apparel? Nothing that deep. No, just uh, you know, I I. I uh, have some good connections with the Reebok people, and they send they send the band shoes. <laughs> so we wear them on stage. Some guys wear them, and some guys don't. You know, it's uh, you want to wear our shoes, okay? So we uh, so they they send us stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a it's just unusual. Usually, you see you know, some type of guitar and drums and yeah. so on, but that, that just kind of threw me. Yeah, uh, you know, they, I had to ask. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, you know, so the and then there's um, you know the the No Place Like Home DVD itself. Um, that was uh, that was recorded in in Topeka, correct? Yes, it was. Uh huh. In Topeka, Kansas, uh, 2009. Yeah. Okay. And then, and with, with what what symphony did you perform with? To, uh, to that was that? with the Washburn Symphony or- Orchestra, the Washburn University. Okay. Uh, we played. And that's kind of where this whole school idea started. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely need to I definitely need to uh to check that out. That sounds like it would be a great uh, great thing to to have in the collection. Yeah. I agree. Well, Phil, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to to talk to uh, to me. Hey, this no problem. A, this was a very interesting interview and uh yeah. very honored to have you on here. Uh, totally totally appreciate it. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, take care. Okay, see you bye. Carry on my wayward son There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry no All right, again, March 4th, the Palace Theater, Greensburg, PA. Kansas will be taking the stage playing there. So I want to thank Eric for doing the interview and also thank very much Phil Hart of the band Kansas for taking the time to join us on the show this time. You can find more information about us at ironcityrocks.com. And as always, we thank you for listening. (laughs) 